Yeah. What the hell is up, guys? It is Kiana Danae back at it again, but without Marissa. Um, she decided she wanted to go to a different state and get flued out and be a whore, which we love. We're not shaming. We condone. Um, so, you know, that just left me here solo dolo. So I had the bright idea to have my friends, my esthetician, my therapist, um, my now personal trainer. <laughs> My drinking buddy, my druggy buddy. Hey. <laughs> All of the tea. Caitlin, introduce yourself, baby. I'm Caitlin, who does not do drugs, definitely. Ever. Um, also, wink, wink. also, I've worked out four days in the past year. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm i going to have Kiana come with me, but I definitely don't know what I'm doing, so I don't know what she's going to be doing either. We're there for the Instagram photos, okay? I'm pretty much just going to follow around trainers and just kind of like, eyeball what they're doing and just pick a little bit from each person yeah i mean and then worst case scenario plastic surgery no this bitch's body's perfect so of course she's like no it's not perfect but it's just i'm gonna post a picture on the story you guys can we'll do a poll um <laughs> i always did say i was gonna pimp you out for the podcast <laughs> i know she's like um i'm not gonna have you on the podcast until we start filming because i want your titties out i was Literally. like oh well, I paid for them. You should reap some benefits as well. <laughs> exactly. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> but look, as fate had it, here we are to talk to you guys about what? We don't fucking know, but you're welcome. Um, so, Caitlin, let's give them some backstory. I know you, but they don't know you. So what do you want them to know? All of the good things. Or only the that good she things. she doesn't do drugs. I don't do drugs. <laughs> I Oh, oh God. Persia. Back at again. I'm fucking up the episode. Yeah. Um. I mean, well, I mean, the biggest part of my life is my two children. My They're pride, so cute. My pride and joy, who are so cute and so bad. My older son is great. He's an angel. My younger son is a terrorist. He's, like, so cute. He's so cute. That's how he gets away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I really haven't been doing too much over the past year. I don't really think anybody has. But Sitting pretty. Yeah, exactly. Just That's not true. You're selling yourself short. She's been doing so many things, it's just, like, hard to, like, pinpoint which one to talk about, so. I feel like I'm really tough on myself. You are, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, so, I've been, I've been doing stuff. I I technically opened my own business, working as an esthetician. Not technically, this bitch does my lashes. So, if you follow me when I tag Glow Ahead Sis. Oh, yeah, that's me, Glow Ahead Sis. So, follow my esthetician page for facials, waxing, chemical peels, lashes, in the Vegas and Henderson area technically we'll travel yeah i mean i could travel for lashes facials is a little tougher because it just requires so much equipment and stuff but technically lashes is is easy to do so for a small fee i'll travel per um (laughs) no but yeah i think you've been doing a lot you are just like really hard on yourself and especially like being how old are you again (laughs) <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. Please don't make me say. You're so young. Stop it. 27. 27. I know. 27. <laughs> I know. I actually went to That's the doctor. young bitch. I'm- you're making me feel old. What do you mean? You're younger than I am. Because I'm having a quarter life crisis about turning 25. So this bitch is like scared to say 27. I'm like, I don't want to turn 27 either then. <laughs> yeah, no. I honestly, I went to the doctor like recently and you know how they like hand you the paperwork and they're like, oh, check everything. Make sure like nothing's changed. And like I saw my age and I was like, oh, wait, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was Never mind. Fun. <laughs> Never mind. 
I was like, eight eleven ninety three. That's right. That's me, baby. Yeah. That's so, so funny. It's like, yeah, it's kind of tough. And I have, for whatever reason, like a lot of, like people that I'm close with who are like, this year they're turning 30 or 31. And so like with my friends turning, like getting into the 30s as well, I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. That's life. So much life has happened. We kind of talked about that. Me and Marissa did an episode called like almost 30. And that was like the start of my quarter life crisis, even though I'm like, not, I'm close to 30, but like not that close for me to be freaking out. Um, but we talked about just like how we thought our lives would be so different at this age. Oh, for sure. And now I'm like, I have no plans for like what's going to happen when I'm 30 because I have no plans for tomorrow. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> no, yeah. Especially after the year that we had last year, that like really was like, plan if you want to, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to show you today. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, it's kind of, it's so weird how, like, that whole year of, like, us just doing nothing, like, just what kind of, like, mental space it put, like, everybody in. And, I mean, for the kids, too, like, I mean, not to be, like, rude or anything, but typically kids who are homeschooled and don't get a lot of social interaction and stuff like they're kind of strange you know what I mean and they don't have the greatest social skills yeah and so like for Vegas um some places like I know up in Reno they were going to school and like other states were going to school but here nobody was going to school in person and so like we have like an entire generation of like homeschooled kids Mm -hmm. and for younger kids like every day is so crucial for them yeah and I know how I felt like in my in my head being stuck in the house all day because my son had to do school my older son's in school my younger one isn't and so he has to be online doing his thing all day so we have to be in the house for the wi-fi and then I have to entertain my younger son but I can't leave to do anything so he's so bored inside the house doing the same thing every day yeah and me like not being able to like like give him what he needs the younger one and same with my old one it was just like with me I was stressing and I don't know I hadn't really no idea how to take care of it I don't really think anybody did yeah fuck no even the fucking schools that's like we don't know what we're about to do two weeks before school's over we're gonna open and you can come one day a week or like what yeah I mean honestly I think it was like two days a week but I think that that was better than nothing yeah. you know he still got to see his friends and what sucks though well for the first month everybody was like op- opposite schedules so like half of the class came i think monday wednesday and then or monday tuesday and then the oh, excuse me the other half came like thursday friday mm-hmm. and so i was like are you excited i asked my older son are you excited to go and he's like um yeah but but max and logan like his two best friends are like in the other mm. uh, end of it he's like so i don't even get to see them so it's the same thing i still only get to see them you know so yeah. it was like cool but like you know, it's just it just sucks it's i mean yeah. it sucks for everybody my older sister or my young i'm the oldest sister i don't know why i said that my <laughs> yeah stay from that 27 yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. all of my older sisters i don't want i don't want to claim it yeah <laughs> i don't want to claim it it's i it's my middle sister. So I have three sisters. They're all younger, but of the three, the middle of them three, mm. I guess. Um, she was uh, 18. It was her senior year. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even get to go to prom. Yeah. And her and her boyfriend won uh, junior prom king and queen the previous year. Damn. So she was so like hyped to go again and try to get it again. And so she was like, I don't care about graduation. I don't care about seeing my classmates. I just want to have prom. And that's all I care about. And it got canceled. And I felt so bad for her. Yeah. I was thinking about that because I have a client whose son, it was his senior year, and when they finally said that they were going to go back to school a couple days a week, fuck, I keep hitting the glass. 
um she's like yeah we took him like to get some school outfits he got like his hair cut and like literally there was three kids in his class Mm. so he was like so bummed about it i'm Mm -hmm. like oh i couldn't even imagine i fucking hated high school though that's why i graduated early so i would have been like this was the year for me but for people who like loved high school and like wanted those experiences i can't even imagine that probably sucked so hard yeah because it's downhill from high school so (laughs) as far as stuff like that like being prom queen like you know all these things like after that you're just fucking working and nobody cares yeah (laughs) every everything after is downhill literally I forget who I was talking to, but I was like looking at uh, my kids. I was with somebody, I forget. And like, they're just like playing and have a great time. Maybe it was you. I can't even remember. Mm. But I was just like, God, their life is so easy. Literally. I hate it. (laughs) I love it because I love them. But it's like, I remember my dad would always be like, oh, when you become an adult, it's going to suck. I was like, no, it ain't because I'm going to be going to the store. I'm going to be paid. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be going to the Clarep. I'm going to be doing whatever I want to do. No one's going to tell me nothing, especially you, daddy. Right. (laughs) And now I'm crying every day. No, every day. No, that's so funny. I I think me and Marissa were just talking about that, too. Like, I, I, I don't know what age it is. For me, I think it was like 22 when it like really hits you like bitch you've just grown as fuck no more like nobody cares to right oh like what do you need how can i help you it's like no you're just fucking an adult yeah well i mean for me i had my older son mm, three months before i turned 20 so i'm technically a teen mom yeah so i was 19 almost 20 um nothing will hit you harder than Mm. having a baby but honestly (laughs) like i think because i'm the oldest of five kids and we're so spread out like the age difference between me and the youngest one is 16 years Damn. yeah so i mean like my mom relied heavily on me to like to help her out yeah. with a lot of them you know and so me having a brother at 16 like i could have been on teen mom you know what i mean i'm yeah. the same age as those girls doing basically the same thing yeah so i feel like it prepared me a lot in a way um but when it's all you i remember when i had him uh me and their dad were like living together and everything was fine. And I had him in the hospital, pure bliss, like so happy. Like the second that I found out I was pregnant, I was like, all right, I'm a mom. That's it. Like there was no like, what am I going to do? What should we do? It was just like, no, this is, this is what I'm doing. Like I knew what I was doing when I was laying down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, were you guys living together before you got pregnant? No. Um, Mm. So we started um, dating when I was, 18 mm-hmm. which technically we started talking when i was like 16 but we went to the same school from the time that i was 11 and he was 14 because we went to a private school that goes mm-hmm. like from elementary to graduation um so like i've known him technically since i was like 11 yeah i started like talking when i was 16 and he was 19 but it was no like weird it was like just very very friendly i think he still kind of felt weird like she's kind of young so yeah. it was just like yeah it was no weird stuff it was just platonic and very like Hey, how are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? And then I moved away to college on a volleyball scholarship. And then, like, I turned 18 right when I got there. And he hit me up, like, a month after I turned 18. And was, like, text buddy, question mark. And I, like, remember showing my roommate because me and my roommate were very pro, like, no men in this dorm. We're raging the whole year. Party, party, party. Like, it's about us. And I, like, show her the text. And she's, like, laughing, like, making fun of him. And I'm, like, this loser text buddy. Yeah. Here I am now. got two of his kids all these years later. (laughs) Guys, if you're listening, that's how you shoot your shot. Yeah. She was, like, are you in texting back? I was, like, ew, no. Right. Yeah, this was Hot Girl Summer before Hot Girl Summer was a thing. Um, 
And then, yeah. So then we started talking. Um, and I had actually got hurt. I tore my ACL in um, like the first few months I was there. Mm-hmm. So I had to have surgery and I was still on the team. So I had to still do everything with him, but I couldn't like obviously participate. So I was just like bored a lot of the time. So yeah. like he filled that like space of me not doing anything, me having to sit at a three hour practice and not be able to, you know, really do much. Yeah. And um, so we started dating while I was away. And then because I was hurt, I was like, I don't even want to honestly stay and like try to rehab and play volleyball again. I just want to like leave. Yeah. So I went back home. And he's not the reason that I left there, but he's the reason that I went home. Because if I hadn't been dating him, I would have tried to go, like, somewhere else. Yeah. Wait, was that when you were in nursing school? No, that was when I was in um, my first year of college. Oh, okay. We didn't live together until after I was pregnant because he lived with his roommates. And I was, like, still living with my parents because I came back home from college and was staying with them. Mm -hmm. And um, once I found out I was pregnant, he moved out of his roommates back to his parents' house so he could save money. So we both lived separately to save up as much money as possible. And then like a month before I had Liam, my older one, we moved back in together. Or we moved in together. Mm. How old was he um, when you got pregnant? Or when you had gave birth? Uh, 23. Mm. Yeah. That's so, young too. Yeah, he's 31 now. Mm. Yeah, but he's he's always been like pretty mature and like when we found out I was pregnant he never was like he just was like whatever your decision is is my decision yeah so I mean like that was cool and supportive and stuff yeah that's crazy uh what advice would you give because I'm sure some of you bitches is out there pregnant right now or just had your baby after quarantine advice for moms yeah just like in general moms. girl I know so many people who either just gave birth or just uh-huh. announced that they're pregnant and they're like my age um, well, I'm going back to like what I said about me being like really hard on myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody who knows me thinks I'm so like carefree because for the most part, like, you know, like when our friends are like hating on themselves for this, that, and the, the third, I'm always like, who gives up, you know what yeah. I mean? Like stop caring about that kind of stuff. And for the most part, I don't care about like anybody else's opinions and like what they might perceive, but I care very, very much about what I think of me. Yeah. And so when I feel like, I'm falling short or I keep making decisions that are like outside of my character maybe, or, um, that I should have, um, or should be more solid in what I'm doing. I get very upset with myself and I get very like down on myself, you know, cause it's one thing for like somebody to do something and it disappoint you and you're like, wow, I can't believe you would do something like that. But then yeah. it's another thing for you to do something that you think you would never do. And you're like, I can't believe I would do that. I don't feel like I'm even capable of making a decision like that or saying yeah. something like that or hurting somebody like that, you know? So um, with my kids, I feel like um, there's a, like things that when you're raised, like things that you don't like about your parents mm-hmm. that you try to not do with your kids, but you're raised that way. So when those things happen, like that's the model that you got. And so yeah. it's very, very hard to break the mold. And I love my mom. Like, you know, everybody does the best that they can. Like, she's great. And I would never like say anything bad about her. But I mean, like, you know, there's things like, like you can always improve. You always yeah, want to do better. Yeah. You always want to do better. And, um, be like the best parent that you can be. And I feel like on days when I don't, I'm really, really down on myself. And I feel like I'm not being a good mom, but I feel like then I think about it and I'm like, well, if you're not a good mom, you're not sitting here worrying about not being a good exactly, mom. Exactly, 100%. Mm-hmm. 
you know and i was gonna say too about like being hard on yourself like that just shows you have like a moral compass yeah because so many people just like do without care of like consequence or anything to be honest so i wouldn't say it's like necessarily like a bad thing but yes you want to always show yourself compassion but yeah exactly (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) but it's like good to keep yourself in check because if you don't who will yeah for sure i mean there's so many times like well me and they have the same dad but um like we have a, a set schedule where they they go with him half of the week and sometimes like toward the end of the week i'm like so worn out and just like tired and overwhelmed and i will feel like gosh i can't wait for you guys to go and like i send them to their dad's house and i'm like whoo and then I like go home and then I cry because my house is empty Aww, <laughs> and, yeah. I, yeah, and I miss them. And then I'm like, oh my God, like I'm the most amazing children in the world. Like they're so beautiful and they're, Aww. they're so great and everybody loves them and I love them. Girl, don't, don't act like I won't start crying right here, right now. Right. I'm like, <laughs> don't make me cry, bitch. <laughs> no, but I, I will. I'll go and I'll cry and I'll be like, you know, I can't believe I felt that way. Like I don't want them to be with me, but you're like, no one is meant to be with someone a hundred percent of the time. Like you need your space. You need time to unwind. Yeah. And I feel like in return like it makes me a better parent because i get time to myself to recharge and when i get them back like i'm ready to play i'm ready to have fun yeah my patience isn't as low as if i was just like trapped you know inside all the time especially like this past year yeah so yeah so really just to you know like something that i do like with my friends um or even with like i mean with anybody really is like and myself is whatever advice that I would give my children is the advice that I should take as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so like when you're feeling like down on yourself, like if your son came to you and was crying to you about the same situation that you're going to, what would you tell him? Yeah. And then that's what you should do. Yeah. I'm just thinking about me as a mom. I have my kids fucked up. <laughs> my girl, fuck that nigga. Do what you want. How can she? No. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's tough. I mean, luckily, you're the bitch. luckily for me, I only have two sons, yeah. so I feel like just take my two sons and go like don't push it and have a third and have a girl and then i'm like oh god oh yeah yeah so because i don't even know like i have no idea what the difference would be yeah you can only imagine i'm terrified of raising boys i'm terrified of raising Um, girls one thing one thing though with boys is like i will not support you acting like a dog yeah no but then it's like how at some point they're probably gonna do it anyway well i mean but I'm not supporting it, you yeah. know? Like, I didn't raise you like that. And, yeah. You know. so I'm like, I don't think no mom intentionally made her son that way. Oh, that's what I was going to say with you, like, saying you need your space from them sometimes. Like, I feel like that's good because um, a lot of us get, like, our codependent tendencies from our parents. Whether it's, like, our parents can't be apart from, like, mom or dad or boyfriend or... Mm-hmm whatever or the kids like you see so many boys who like the mom is just like so attached to her son and that's like fucked the boy on the other end because you're not gonna find someone who's that crazy for you like that you know i don't feel like personally i have any or have had any issues with codependency yeah um like with boyfriends and stuff like i mean like i said with with their dad like we had opposite schedules because we needed somebody to be home to watch the kids you know what i mean so it wasn't like we were always together and then he'd always go do his thing for like three hours or whatever um and then in any other relationship too like i've had children after him um so like three or four days out of the week like i i just can't give you any time really because i'm with my kids which is good though it is good people need to learn like it is good how to be their own person for sure but i also have i feel like i have 
no daddy issues because I had a great dad, an incredible dad and uh, a great stepdad as well. And so like I had my dad who was always building me up and supporting me, telling me how smart I am, how beautiful I am, how special I am. And then my stepdad would do the same. So it was like when I was at my mom's house, my stepdad had it covered. When I was at my dad's house, my dad had it covered. So I was like, it almost gave me, I feel like, too big of a head. (laughs) You know what I mean? There's no such thing. Yeah. But so, you know, I'm very confident in who I am and like what I offer and my worth and stuff like that. So shout out to my dad. Shout out to Dave. That's good. Some shots. (laughs) More wine, please. Um, Shot o'clock. Okay, so any, like, other advice about, like, having kids young? What was my first advice? Not to be hard on yourself. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Other advice? Um, I would probably say, like, that it's okay to feel like or be, I don't know, annoyed or upset. Or it's okay to feel, like, annoyed with your kids. It's okay to feel like, God, this shit is so hard. You know, like, I feel like a lot of people are always posting about, like, my kids are my world and this and that. And that's, and that's true. Like, my yeah. kids are my world. If I didn't have them, I don't even know, like, what to do with myself. You know yeah. what I mean? But, like, it's really, really tough. And there's, like, nothing that prepares you for it. And yeah. there's no, like, manual. So, really, just, like, whatever you think is best is best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because who's to say what's not? Yeah. And I'm, like, I don't have any kids, but from being observant... Like, there's nothing that you could do to make them turn out perfect. Right. Like, oh, you have to just course. do the best that you can and pray. Of course, <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know, you'll see people be like, well, if I had kids, I would never. I was like, you be real light on that never because yeah. life comes at you fast, you know? And there's date like, I really hate for them to be, um, like, babysat by, like, electronics and the iPads and stuff. So yeah. I'm pretty strict on that. Like, I'll let them have their iPad, like, every other day, maybe, for, like, an hour. Yeah. But then on days where, like, I am just feel so drained and so just depleted, like, I'll just let them do it. Yeah. And I feel bad, but I'm just, like, you know, they're, they're doing something that they enjoy and they like, and I'm getting, like, a break. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, this is, like, a technology-driven world, so it's never going to hinder them to... It is. With technology. It is. But me being so hard on myself, I'm like, well, I should be doing something with them instead of letting them do that, even though they prefer to be doing yeah, that. Yeah, they're like, oh, get up on my grill. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I'll ask my younger son, like, to color with me, and he's like, I'm good. Can I watch this on YouTube? And I'm Aww. like, no. And he's, like, growing, too. He's like, yeah. Mom. I'm trying to get my fly. Yeah. He's going to put my bees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's so funny. And he's, like, he's getting to that age where he, like, um... I don't know how to explain it, but he just puts things together really well. Yeah. And, like, the other day they were fighting over this chair. Okay, so, like, at my mom's house, my mom has an island, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't have any chairs there. So, if you want to sit there, you got to take a chair from the kitchen table. And the kitchen table chairs are big and they're heavy. Mm. And the kids always fight about who wants to sit at the island. I don't know why, but... So my younger son, he's four, and he's dragging this chair. It takes him, like, five minutes because it's so heavy. And he brings it over there, eats, like, whatever he was eating, and then, like, the day goes on. And then we're having, like, our next meal, and they go to sit there, and my younger son sits down, and my older one's like, I want to sit here, and they're fighting. And my younger son's like, comes to me, he's like, but who pulled that chair over there? But period. And I was like, well, he's like, but mom, who got it? Who did it? Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, okay, he does have a point. He does. I was like, and I did watch him struggle for five minutes <laughs> exactly, dragging that chair, chair all the way across the kitchen. 
yeah so he's he's really funny when he's like but who did it though oh and i'm like you did you that baby you're worth young king you did that you baby did yeah <laughs> i'm like you sit and then i'm like tell me all this thing go get your own chair yeah that's cute <laughs> yeah so it's just funny it's just really funny to like see them turn into themselves and like you know you have two kids they have the same mom same dad same exact upbringing are together 100 percent of the time and they're like just couldn't be so more different, different. yeah because yeah. all kids are different that's so cute i'm terrified to have kids you should be yeah. it is terrifying I'm like i really the older i get though the more i'm just like i don't know if i want them honestly uh, it like it's weird saying this because i have kids but if I knew how much anxiety I mm-hmm. would get, because that's really the only thing that I ever stress about as a kid. Yeah. If I knew, it's the whole humans, and you got two. Yeah, I know. And I got to keep them alive. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's the biggest job, biggest responsibility. Um, if I knew how much stress I would stress over them, just about anything, like their well-being. And I mean, me splitting time with their dad, like their dad's great. Yeah. He's so responsible. He's a great dad. He's like a great co-parent honestly couldn't wish for a better like situation with him um i still don't know what's going on when they're over there Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like if something were to happen to me i never forgive myself if something's to happen over there i never forgive him and you know what i mean so if i knew how much it would weigh on my head how much it would weigh on my heart i don't know if i would do it again honestly i love them so much i wouldn't like you know would never give them up like you know there's no nothing that teaches you about love or anything that you'll love as much as them but just to have a more carefree life i already have anxiety yeah well yeah then and and that's yeah that's what i'm saying so it's good to hear you say that though because i feel like as far as we've come as like a society people still act like your one purpose as a woman is to fucking push kids out of your vagina that's another thing i hate it's so i'm like literally when people hear me say like i don't know if i want kids like oh you'll change your mind blah blah but i'm like what if i don't Mm -hmm. like it's okay for me to not want to have kids i hate when people say that about anything in general like um you shouldn't dress like that because you're a mom you shouldn't do those things because you're a mom i'm like um well before i was a mom i was a woman i was a daughter i was a friend a sister a cousin yeah a businesswoman a (laughs) daughter like whatever you know what i mean like and having kids you only raise them for what 18 years boys like they're kind of grown before even 18 like they're like doing their own thing at 15 16 yeah so it's like i have like this 15 to 18 year window you know, with a kid. And because of that one decision, I like, there's a limit on fun. There's yeah. a limit on what I should no. wear. Yeah. So that's another thing I hate, which that doesn't like bother me. Cause I told you it's more like what I think of me that I get yeah, in my head about other than what like society is saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be funny to see me as a mom though. <laughs> I feel like that's one thing that like I did love about like my experience with my mom because she, I was an only child and she was a single mom, but that bitch was always still doing shit with her friends like you you need it yeah you like she was to. always having parties like they were the way she was i live in exp- her life <laughs> the way that i like feel and explain it is like um and i was just talking to someone about this the other day but it's like half of the week well and there's some moms who don't like unfortunately luckily for me i don't ever date or be with idiots like yeah. it might not work out but like they're great people yeah and like i love them i care about them and um like their dad is, like I said plenty of times, a great dad. But some women, you know, you know, either make a mistake or whatever happens. And that's not the case. And so, like, it's just them. Yeah. And so, like, I couldn't imagine what they feel like. Because I already know me having them half of the time what I feel like. 
So for them to have no help, I can only imagine like, yeah, what they're going through. Yeah. But at the same time, like for me, I only have half of the week is my time. So like for you, every minute of every hour of every day is your decision to do how you want. You love it here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you should. I remember. I barely remember what that was like, <laughs> but when I did, I remember being fun. Right. It is. Um, yeah, and so with me, that's not the case. I only have three, sometimes four days, you know, out of the week to do that. Yeah. And so it's you need to go out with people who don't need anything from you, who yes. just want you to be there because they enjoy you and yeah. they want to experience you. You know, it's not like you're go- they need you to make them breakfast, lunch and dinner and break up every fight and grab something out of the cabinet and grab clothes and help them brush their teeth. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Just think about like Just everything. We need something. Yeah. Everything that you every decision that you make during the day, they do as well. Yeah. But they just need help. So you're doing what you want to do times three. Yeah. And it's a lot. You know, second you sit down, mom, can you do this? OK, get up. You want to grab something? Mom. You know, and, yeah, you know, something. yeah. When you said that, that literally just made me picture me like at the pool with like my daughter and she has like her sippy cup and I'm like my glass yeah. wine and we like cheers. I <laughs> like, honestly, oh my God, I was just talking about this with Mary yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we were talking about how her and I, and I told you this too, like I'm a very masculine woman. So I like to plan. I like things done like my way or the fucking highway. And so we were talking about how that's like affected relationships. And to be honest, and I know it's probably because like the way that I was brought up, but I've always seen myself being a single mom. Really? Always. It's so weird. And so like she was like saying it in a sense, and she grew up with two parent household, like complete opposite of me. And she's like, I've always felt the same way too. Huh. Because we just like like shit done a certain way and have no problem doing it ourselves in all aspects of life. So mm-hmm. that obviously just like translate in your thinking to obviously having a kid as well and so um we were talking about like how that would like work with a partner and um I also told you about this like I feel like if I were to have kids and get married because that's something I also don't want to (laughs) do it would have to be with a guy who's like so alpha male that he gives me like the security and space and freedom to like fall back into my feminine Mm -hmm. like I need someone who I can trust enough to run the household and i have never met anyone like that Hmm. so i'm like so anti-marriage anti-kids right now but i feel like if i met that hot girl gonna be dead yeah hot girl down (laughs) that one thing i I sent you was like me tweeting at my wedding not me at the aisle (laughs) but literally isn't that crazy though or i would if i don't find that i really do think if i felt the need to have kids i would just be a single mom I mean, that's a lot, but I, I mean, know. but that's a big girl choice. Yeah. You know? And that's, a, and I'm like, that's another thing. It's like, that is an option. I'm it like, is. you don't have to, uh, cause she was talking about one of her friends, like got a surrogate or something and just did it herself mm-hmm. and is just a single mom by herself. Um, and I've always been for anything like non-traditional, but that's something I've been thinking about too. Like if it got to the point, if I'm like in my mid thirties and I'm like, okay, I want a kid and I'm not with a person, I think I would do it by myself. You know, what, just I, one. what I've been thinking lately is like, if society didn't like romanticize romantic love so much, like if it wasn't such a big thing, like, I don't know, like maybe only 50% of people got married or only 25% of people got married. And it wasn't like a whole bunch of movies about yeah. like being in love and stuff. Like, would you crave having a partner? I don't think so. Cause I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't. Like I've, it's 
every boyfriend I've had, it's crazy. It was like love at first sight. Really? But I've never, I've always been like the Kiana that I am today. I've always wanted to own businesses and make money. Mm-hmm. Like even when I was a little girl, like we, I wouldn't play Barbie dolls. Like I would literally play like Hotel Hawaii and make my <laughs> friends pay to come. Like I've always been like about getting money, creating businesses. <laughs> like, but again, that could be because I didn't grow up in a two parent household where I saw people like loving on each other. Yeah. I just had my one mom who got to the bag and made sure like everything was good. I mean, until she got sick, but that was like all I saw. So now like I struggle in relationships because I've never, I've honestly, I've never seen like a healthy relationship in my opinion, what I view as like healthy. I always see like with like friends, parents, or like even like friends that I have, someone always like loses their self or, you know, because a relationship is about compromise. And mm-hmm. I feel like so many people give up so many parts of who they want to be as an individual. Of course. And um, I, I feel like I'm on that spectrum as well. It's like I, every girl, my last relationship, so many things that I swore I would like never accept or I would never do as like Kiana. It just happens. That's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, really easy, real light on that never. Yeah. Because it just like happens. And so, especially like this time around, because I'm not getting any younger, but I just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm at a pivotal point in my life where the choices I make, I mean, the choices you make all the time have like long lasting effects, but I'm like, I really can decide how I want my life to go Mm -hmm. within this moment. And so I'm just like very open to everything because anything traditional I've never seen like we talked about like uh monogamous relationships right I don't think that we were ever supposed to be with one person especially women I don't know well I mean I think like I mean sexually I don't really feel that way either no I mean a partner yeah but like because it's I don't know (laughs) yeah I mean it's as women, I mean, and for me anyway, like, you know, I can handle, like, my partner sleeping with somebody else. I can't handle my partner loving somebody else. Yeah. You know? See, and I'm like, I see, like, I could literally see, I think I told you this, like, me, a guy, and my best friend, Kendra. Right. Or something. Like, I, I could see, like, having, like, a household of just, like, people who love each other, support each other, and mm-hmm. are, like, life partners. But I feel like that's a lot of pressure to put on one person. Yeah, it is. Um... Also, too, I feel like a lot of times, like, in the traditional sense of, like, you know, monogamy lasting for 40, 50 years or whatever, you know, you're planning on, um, I think it's really easy to make the decision when you feel like it, you know? Like, I feel so happy right now. I feel so in love with this person. I feel like they're meant, you know what I mean, in this moment. So, yeah, of course, of course, of course, I'm going to fight. Of course, when this happens, when you don't start to feel that way, you know, because you that will happen yeah you know like yeah for sure i mean i know couples and i know married couples who have had low years Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but it's work like and you the commitment part is doing it when you don't want to it's Mm -hmm. like anything else you know it's like going to the gym you know me (laughs) which i don't know nothing about (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna learn tomorrow yeah Yeah, today tomorrow's day number five (laughs) yeah the 300th monday in a row yeah but yeah, no, it is work. And that's the thing. I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not worried about like the work because that's my problem. I'm a loyal person. I've like Same. held on to relationships, friendships, jobs, like so many things longer than I should have right. because of the people involved, mm-hmm. which I need to quit fucking doing. Um, and y'all need to quit fucking doing. <laughs> per. Um. It's, it's, it's tough because it's like when you are a loyal person or when you are like, I mean, you know, like the 
standard term is ride or die. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But when you are that person, it's such a conflicting thing between like keep going and giving up because yeah. it's like keep going. Then you're like, well, for what? Like, is this it, like, is it going to feel like this forever? Is this mm-hmm. a waste? Am I going to spend the next year, the next three for no reason or giving up? And then it's like, kind of feels like, well, I didn't try. And for me, like not trying is more of a failure than trying it and not working out. Yeah. So it's like, well, what the fuck do I do? You know, yeah. and that's really it's tough. a hard space. I have learned though because there's been I have had like breaking points with like exes and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and friends, and they always come back. <laughs> uh, when you're a good person, you're a good person. Well, you know, I always think about that uh, the Medea skit. Where she's like, if someone want to walk out your life, let them go. Mm-hmm. She's like, let them go. And I'm period. like, period, Medea. No, let them go. Not her raising us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that skit so many times I on love, YouTube. I used to love all of the plays. Oh, my God. The amount of supervision I didn't have. Girl. Yeah. Well, because like when YouTube came out, like our parents are like, internet what is that? Yeah. Like, you know, you, my dad's like, hold on, I'm getting paged right now. I can't figure <laughs> you know what I mean. So, yeah. That is so funny. Yeah, I've been on MySpace since I was, like, nine. Um, But, yeah, it's hard out here being a loyal person. But I feel like we gave you guys enough deep talk. Um, I want to talk about your <laughs> Las Vegas bottle service days. Bottle service days. With a cocktail mommy. Yeah, so the second I turned 21, I applied to any, excuse me, every cocktail job. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I working at the time? Oh, at the time I was working at the an unnamed hotel. <laughs> the, it will rhyme with Finn. Slynn and Wancor. <laughs> <laughs> but who's naming? Not us. <laughs> yeah. They're not about to get no hype from me. Right. <laughs> for sure. After the, after the way they treated me for all this time. Um, so I worked there and I worked at the spa. And when I turned 21, I got hired at the SLS, with, which had just opened as like just a cocktail server on the casino floor. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was like super hyped. Um, I was like, I'm getting, oh wait, no, no, no. This wasn't the time yet. But I was super hyped to go over there and um, I left the slin and I (laughs) went to, oh, I already said SLS, but SLS is closed now, so it doesn't even matter. Um, And I started cocktailing there and it was like, wow, this job makes stupid money and requires no brain cells whatsoever yeah it was like so easy the only thing is that when you're not full-time you work on like a rotating board and so your schedule's all over the place and Mm. because it's 24 hours like you can work like day shift one day swing shift one day grave the neck and you're on call and so that's really frustrating because you don't necessarily know if you're gonna work you might, you might not. And so days I would be like, you know, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm looking at occupancy. It's going to be slow. They're not going to call me. So I wouldn't sleep. Then they call me for grave. So oh. I didn't. Yeah. And at the time I had a, like a year and a half. Um, my son was a year and a half old. So he required so much attention. I couldn't just like plop him in the corner with an iPad or anything to like yeah. get sleep. I had to like very like closely watch him. Um, or I'd be like, oh, they'll, they'll for sure call me today. It's going to be a busy night and I sleep and then they don't call me so then I'm up all night in my house like with nothing to do and everybody's asleep so that was the downside but um working there was fun like the management was just very carefree everybody was like super uh fun they a lot of them came from the Slynn and (laughs) Wancor 
so um a lot of us got along because we all came from the same place yeah um and it was cool um i remember i only stayed there for like six months because then i got hired back mm-hmm. and to do cocktails at their pool uh, yeah so i went back because um i didn't want to work overnight anymore i was yeah. like so tired and like depressed because i just had the sh- world's shittiest sleep schedule yeah and no vitamin d yeah exactly and it was like i felt like a vampire and it was during the winter time and like oh, no. w- one thing about me is i'm gonna be cold it's <laughs> yes, eight, it's yes, eight, she will. it's 86 degrees outside i'll be wearing a sweater Literally. like i'm cold all the time you could tell me that I have iron deficiency. I went and got tested because I was like, something's going on. I don't yeah. know what's going on. I have high iron. Oh. Yeah, so I don't know. I think you're just so skinny. I'm not. I think it's like, you don't think that's why? I, I've been like, I, I'm not really skinny. I Just because I'm so tall. I'm like 5'9". Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like my body not is... Not her calling me short. <laughs> <laughs> my body is like a slender, yeah. like almost athletic kind, you know, if I worked out and be athletic. Wait, wait next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you just wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm being in that gym. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone calls me skinny, but I th- just think it's because I'm so tall. I look yeah. like a Slenderman, you're you know? Pro- it's probably because you're tall. Slenderman Caterman. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please change your acne? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even think I mentioned it, but my oh. IG name is Caterman. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. And a backstory on that, because everybody asked me on that, is like when I had lived with my boy's dad and his friends, they had like this weird thing where they would always make up weird names. Yeah. Like it was like Furman. Uh, and they just would add like Ermin, Eman, like yeah. Trini. It was just like gibberish. Yeah. So like, the, like anything, everything, just silly stuff. And I remember like I came to the house one day and one of his friends was like, what up, Caterman? And I was like, hey, John. <laughs> And Hello, Billy. Yeah, I know. I'm like, Hi. Um, and I had just, that's when Instagram just came out. It was like 2010. Oh, the time. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I made an account and I was, and was like, what is my username going to be? And he had been like calling me that. And I was like, fuck it. Because I at that time, like, nobody knew Instagram yeah, was going to be what that's it was. When you'd have like Princess Face 573 or something. Yeah, that's, exactly. Like, a username. Dude, my, uh, like, MySpace email was sexy underscore tan underscore babe 15. <laughs> Isn't mean, that cr- That's so crazy. Checked all the boxes. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm all those things. But, ew, you know? Yeah, but yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, nobody knew Instagram was going to blow up like this. And I was just, like, posting, like, just stupid stuff. Like, my dog, yeah. cups of coffee. Which, I mean, and, like, the fil- and using all the filters. All which the were so, like, heavy, heavy like, saturated. <laughs> and, like, the, what is that called? Where the background's, like, black vignette or something? I don't know. But it was, like, I, I'm, like, picturing the pictures. And they're, like, very grainy. And just yeah. this and do you remember quality. their like original layout mm-hmm. and original icon oh mm-hmm. what a time Instagram yeah. was great it, yeah it was like yeah blue and um like the little camera was like old school polaroid camera. and it had like the color yeah yeah i do remember yeah so that was like uh 2010 for kids anything it like just opened um what was i talking about slenderman caterman where did that come from me being oh me being cold <laughs> oh and then where did that come from uh, you going to the day club because you were working in the winter. Oh, right. God, I told you. God, what are we be talking about? I do, well, I told you I'm so scatterbrained. Like, if I go off on a tangent, I will never come back. Great. I'm, go- I'm, I'm going. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't partake. Me either. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I got hired back at the other hotel um, to work at the pool. 
Um, but while I was working at SLS, like, because it was so new and SLS isn't typically, um, they have them in like LA and they have them in Miami and stuff, but they're not casinos. Yeah. So like the casino portion was just like ran very poorly. Mm. Um, so I remember Christmas day, um, this is like one of my greatest, my best stories, one of my favorite stories. Cause I felt like I could have gotten in a lot of trouble, even though it wasn't my fault, yeah. but I had these guests and they were Swedish and so they had Swedish money. So they wanted me to take the money and turn it into the cashier cage and exchange it for US dollars so that they could gamble. Well, apparently for every hundred US dollars, they're only supposed to get like 15 back. Mm-hmm. but the cashier cage like we're brand new they are like still like confused on things so they're like looking in this book and they confuse the swedish money with swiss money oh, and so for the hundred that i gave them that they're only supposed to get 15 back they were giving them uh, swiss money instead so they were getting like 95 dollars back yeah. yeah so they did that the first time and when i came back to them i'm like here you go here's your thing they're like what and i'm like what yeah, we're like both like looking at each other. You know what I mean? Like the P. Diddy meme where we're just like staring at each other. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, so I'm confused. And they're like, oh, okay, thanks. And they like tip me, like, I don't know, whatever. And I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. They're like, try this again. And I'm like, okay. They give me like another hundred bucks. And the same thing happens. And they're like, okay. So then they started giving me like a thousand. Yeah. So for the thousand, they were only supposed to get like 150, but they were getting 950 back. Damn. So every time I would do it, they would hand me like a hundred bucks. So I made like, Six, seven hundred dollars. Oh my god. Yeah, just from this one person who kept having me go back to the Fuck cage yeah. to exchange they were money. Like, here you go, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Let and me then, go and withdraw uh, my life savings. Right. And when I had gone like the last time, like the management and like security was up there and they were like, Oh, we fucked up. And they're like looking at me all weird and I was like, Oh, it's my time to go. Would you look at that? My yeah. shift then ended. Yeah. Because I'm not giving you back my hundred. But yeah, so it was just like things like that, um, working there that was just like cause you know, Slynn and Wonkor are very established. There's no yeah. hiccups. There's no mistakes like that. And Mr. Slender is not oh. going to play about his money. Well, he's long gone because he'd be playing about sexual harassment. His little Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> when that whole case came out, because there was, there was a case uh, that came, or plenty of cases that came out about Mr. Slynn. Mr. Slynn. Uh, Mr. Slynn. And he, uh, about like sexual harassment with all of the... Um, like plenty of cocktail servers, they were hosting like meetings after meetings, like having us go. And they're like, if you or a loved one have been <laughs> sexually Personally assaulted, yeah, by yeah, Regina George, George. exactly. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh damn, I'd not like, to laugh at their trauma. No, no, no. But I'd be like, y'all look at Liam. Don't he look like Mr. Slim? We gotta get this back real quick. I'd be like, oh, shut up, I'll be a case. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. But yeah, I'm, I'm like, good. he got the same curly hair, so I'd be like, y'all look at him. Look. look. Tell me, tell me this ain't his baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's so funny. So, uh, yeah. Did you have any other crazy stories? Um, not really at the SLS because I was only there for like, um, like six months before I went back. Yeah. Um, but not really because where I was working during that time was. I feel like I've always gotten lucky because I've never really wanted to be in like a, a super high volume nightclub Yeah. because it's just like, it's just a lot and you know, and men are a lot. And I felt like one of the reasons why I got out of cocktailing is because I doing it put a price on how bad people could treat me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So 
I remember times like when people wouldn't be tipping me and they'd be treating me like garbage and I'd be so frustrated and so like upset and like at the end of the day they'd tip me really well and I'd be like okay well fine that was worth it and then yeah. I'm like but it's not yeah you know yeah. it's made my whole day shitty I'm going home like yeah like I made money but like I've just been drained and emotionally drained yeah. and like letting somebody just kick you and kick you and kick you and not being able to stand up for yourself because one thing about like the hotel industry is like the guest is always right don't lose their business because on the strip there's what 20 30 different options mm -hmm. so they're like if we, they don't like it here they'll walk across the street and go somewhere else yeah so you know they have management who's trained to do the same thing so they really don't stand up for you yeah so when somebody wants to speak to a manager because you're giving them the rules that the management has told you yeah. to give them and they don't like it and then you call out a manager here to back you up and then they just give them whatever it is that they want it makes you feel very like low yeah and like not yeah. supportive yeah it makes you feel like a number like i'm just you know like if something were to happen to me oh actually the craziest thing i would say that probably ever happened to me which i to this day regret like not doing anything about because once i finally realized i was like they don't care about me like why wouldn't i just do something yeah. was when i was pregnant with my younger son i cocktailed the whole summer like he was born in august and i co was cocktailing in august oh bitch yeah On that was my choice though like yeah. i wanted to make as much money and save as much money well yeah that's smart i would just die girl it's hot in August. Well, girl, I told you one thing about me is I'm going to be cold. Yeah. So don't, the heat does not bother me. like, this feels great. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's sweating and dying. And I'm like, never better. <laughs> so um, I'm like out there. I'm probably like seven or eight months pregnant. And I had been serving um, the pit, which is like the gambling tables mm -hmm. at, the, um, at the pool. And it's by like this island bar. And I'm standing at the edge of the pool handing drinks to somebody um, like in the water and some guy comes up behind me and grabs me by the throat and pushes me like toward the pool and almost knocks me in. It dropped like all of my drinks that are on my tray. It's like this big like commotion. Yeah, like like by my neck, choking me, like pushes me. What the fuck? He was drunk, yeah. He was just drunk. And like there's like this um big... The island bar has like this big like bar, obviously, like three of my bartenders because like there the thing I loved working about there was like we were such a family. Like yeah. we we're so like tight and like close knit and like my boys were my boys. Like my bartenders got me. Yeah. You know? And that was like the first year that they decided to not have security out there. Mm, yeah. To I save money? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, though. Exactly. To save money. And so that happened. Like three of my bartenders jump over that so quick. Like yeah. no questions asked. Like ready Aww. to like fight. Because like yeah. what the fuck yeah. are you touching me Yeah, for exactly. One? But it was very, very aggressive. Like yeah. I almost fell into the water. I'm like wearing heels. I slipped, but I grabbed his arm and it like caught me. Um, and my bartender was like, what the fuck? And he was like, oh shit, I'm sorry. Like I thought it was somebody else. My bad, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, and I wish I would have just, like, played the whole thing. Girl, I would have yeah. fucking fell out into that pool like my baby. Yeah, but I mean, at the time, like, I'm not thinking, like, oh, I'm going to use this yeah. for my advantage. No, well, you're probably I, like, I'm, I'm going to protect I'm, my I'm, baby. Yeah, exactly. I'm, like, freaking out because I'm, like, in this moment, you know what I mean? Like, my child's safety is at risk. Yeah. Um, so that was my thing. And so after it happened, I was just so, like, flustered and like didn't know what to do and I was just like okay like I know that he's fine because I didn't fall like I caught myself yeah you know that I honestly just wanted to go home because I was like just shaken up yeah after that um but like you know looking back I wish I would have girl like, that would have been a nice little lawsuit yeah it would have been 
And if I would have like slipped or anything, oh yeah. my God, I, I'd be owning the slin. Girl, that would make me so mad. I was mad. I don't like it when people like touch me. I don't Especially either. if I don't know you, but let alone, I don't even want to know what I would be like. Absolutely. Eight months pregnant. Exactly. And you're very like, I mean, we're animals. Yeah. So it's very primal. It's like my child's thing. Like life is in danger. Now you got to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't care so, how drunk you are. Right. So, you know, it's just things like that. And like, you know, management being like, well, you good? <laughs> like a no. Or, I mean, I, I guess. Emotionally? Yeah. Can no? I go? Yeah. Can I go home? There was one time where I had asked to go home for my aunt's funeral uh-huh. and they were like really giving me a hard time about leaving they finally let me go and then they called me back they're like well can you just like stay one more hour i'm like it's more important to them that somebody doesn't wait more than 10 seconds to get a pina colada than one of their employees like be there to like you know grieve their lost one yeah so that's ghetto. yeah cocktailing i mean a lot of jobs are like that cocktailing is it's a pro and a con because i mean it's you get your money, you get in and you get out, but you deal with like a lot of shit for it. Yeah. You know? So like on, what was like the most money you ever made in one night or one day? If you care um, most day, m- most money I've ever made in one day. Um, probably like most money I ever made in an hour was like 1500. That's good. Yeah. That's probably the same day, honestly. Yeah. 1500, maybe 2k. Yeah. Something like that. That's good. Yeah. But I mean, when you work, um, like cash and carry like at the pool it's not so much like i mean you make good money but you're not making like you don't make commission Mm. you know like so you selling something it's not it's just your tip yeah you know so that's the difference um but there was a lot of times where i would make money for like not doing a lot you know like cigarettes were like 13 bucks i want to say and somebody would hand me a hundred they'd be like hey grab me cigarettes and keep the rest you know yeah things like that damn or like uh, can you grab me a water? I give them a water. Here's a hundred bucks. And the year that I was pregnant is probably the year I made the most money. Oh, I bet, girl. Because I, girl, I was wearing my heels every day, working it in my little swimsuit. Nine months pregnant, <laughs> and I'd have people be like, "Bitch, you're killing it." I'd be like, "I know I am." And they, yeah, they just love my like hardworking attitude, and they would just like hand me a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks. They'd be like, "This is from Uncle Richard. This is from Uncle Jerry. <laughs> we love you, Joey." Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> money bag, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. I was getting stimmies from everybody. Right. So that's the only thing. And then like my coworkers are like, we're gonna start like wearing fake bellies too. Girl. Yeah. Which yeah. is what I should keep doing because it was working. That's the one good thing about the patriarchy. They I feel like people see, you know, a pregnant woman. They're mm-hmm. like, Oh no, like I don't want you touching nothing. I want you Yeah, which exactly. I can't wait for. Right. Wait on me hand and foot. Um <laughs> I feel like with me, people were like that with me, but honestly, it gets annoying. Yeah, because no, I hear you, that. Yeah, you were like, You're like I, I'm physically capable. Well, with me, one thing like when people are always like, "Oh my god, like your body, you kept like in such good shape," or they're like, "This is so." Easy. I'm like, I feel like people forget like your body is created; it's made exactly yeah. to do that. You know what that I mean? That's true. So, like, there's no reason I should give gained 100 pounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? My body is meant to do this. Yeah. But your body's also different. Like, you just have a fast metabolism. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, think and, you, like... Yeah. I mean, well, also, too, though, like, you... If you really pay attention or if you really read and look into things, like, you don't need to eat for two 
Yeah. You only need to eat like 300 more calories yeah. each day, you know? So like a couple more things and you're good. But I feel like people give you a free pass because you're like feeling this way and this yeah. way. And it's nice. It's and nice. It's cravings. Yeah. It's nice like, to have a little time in your life where like your partner and your family just kind of like, you know, don't on your hand and foot because after you have them kids, girl, like I've been telling y'all, it's going to be the hardest years of your life. Yeah. And they're like, so it's your little like honeymoon before you have kids. But because my pregnancies were so easy on me and... Um, like I didn't get sick. I didn't have any issues. I only gained 25 pounds with both of them, lost them immediately after I had them. Yeah. That I just, it really like, honestly, I wouldn't mind being pregnant again. I've honestly thought about like being a surrogate for someone because pregnancy mm. is so easy on me. Yeah. Um, I just don't want any, any more kids of my own really. Yeah. Yeah. You should do that. That's I good money. I, yeah. Yeah. It is good money. But then also too, like I tell you, like I'm always in my head about stuff like that. I'm like, well, am I doing it for the money or am I doing it because it's going to help somebody? Girl, who cares? I, Same well, thing. Everything, <laughs> Vash always tells me this. Everything is an energy transfer. So you should never feel guilty for getting money for something that you're trading your energy for. Yeah. Well, There's and I mean, and it's, it's a long ass time. Yeah. It's like, it's not a week's job. It's almost yeah. a whole year. But if it's like something you're exerting, I don't give a fuck if I'm... Well, and I, well, yeah. I mean, and that's eventually where I landed because at the same time, women die in childbirth all the time. Yeah, that's not an easy <laughs> thing to do. Childbirth, yeah. So like, I'm definitely risking my health and my life yeah. for it so um i have thought about that actually and if I, you're good at something <laughs> good at getting pregnant <laughs> per <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah. i mean i guess i can't really ask you this because you had a different experience but i always wonder how because like you see celebrities talk about it and just i feel like our society is so vain that you're like expected to like literally the second you drop the baby just like bounce back which i feel like is so rude <laughs> unrealistic like you know some may but some may not like you yeah. just literally carried a child for nine fucking months you can't expect to have your 15 year old body so my grandma she has four kids mm -hmm. she's the most amazing incredible person that's ever walked this earth my granny um <laughs> she would always tell me like because afterward i would tell her like i'm gonna do something i'm gonna whatever 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 and she'd be like it took you nine months to make that baby it's gonna take you nine months to get back yeah and so like when i would try to like lift heavy things or whatever she'd want to help me and of course me i'm like no like my grandma you're not gonna help me like yeah. you, you know you, you put in your time granny it's, <laughs> you, it's my you time did the deed. i'm like you sit down and you play candy crush <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put this dresser together. You know what I mean? That's funny. Yeah, and she'd be like, "No, it took you nine months, and it's gonna take you nine more months for your body to get back." So I mean, you know, in a sense, like it it is like your organs move, like like that is. I can't think of anything aside from like obviously having to get like a reconstructive surgery or something like that for like something happening like happening. Like I don't. What else is like fucking your body up that much more yeah. than that internally? Well, yeah. And I feel like we already have so much pressure as, like, women just to look our best and feel our best. For even sure. when we don't, like, 24-7. So I hate it when people are always, like... Even, like, because I, I mostly see it, to be honest, on women do it, it to themselves after giving birth. What do you mean? Like, they're upset with themselves for yeah. not looking good? Really? Mm-hmm. Which I'm, like, I can't... You know, who the fuck am I to tell anyone how to feel? Yeah. But that's, like, another reason why I'm, like, I don't know if I want to have kids. No, I mean... Just, that, like, the that... mental... I don't know. It's too much. I, I think for me, I, I, like I've told you, the struggle is so like personal with my kids. I can't even, I couldn't even make space for yeah. that to be. And luckily, like I don't have to. Yeah. You know, like I'm just fortunate. Like my genetics are good. My mom is the same. My mom has five of us and she's my size. Yeah, she's tiny. Yeah. So 
you know, we're just, we're just lucky, you know, yeah. there's things, but there's things that other people, you know, have that like, you know, we don't. So that's crazy. I'm good with my cats. <laughs> like I love my babies. Yeah. She, she'd be talking about, I give my cats the best care leaves for four days. <laughs> just do, do, big do, ass do they be alive? <laughs> just big ass Do they be alive? <laughs> Look at her happy. She's like, I love my mom. Mm-hmm. I'm over here rubbing her with my toe. Um, oh, we're at an hour now. Oh, wow. Is there anything else that you want to share, say? About, like, just being a parent? Mm-hmm. Anything, girl. About you. Because you're not just a parent. I know. I'm not just a parent. You but that's where me? we're going with it. But then we turn into cocktails. Yeah. What else? Um, maybe, okay, maybe, like, a little advice for the girls who, like, romanticize and dream about being a bottle server. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is, like... And I, I feel like this kind of goes with anything, really. Like, yeah. when you start, like, when you either have a job or you come into some money and inheritance or whatever, like, um, anything. Yeah. It's like, you dream that that money is going to, like, change your life, but, and then you start living to those means, and yep. it's like, you're at the same spot that you're at, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, really you know, getting it and using that money, like, for purpose or, like, to save and you know, and like, yeah, because you have this money now, like, yeah, I can't buy myself a few nicer things. And like, that's okay. I've never really been materialistic. Mm-hmm. Like my, my purse that I carry around 24.99 from Marshall's. Like it's I, it's cute too. It is cute. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't care about things like that. But for me, I mean, everybody has, you know, different, uh, priorities and what they'll drop money on. I'll spend thousands on a trip, on an experience, yeah. you know, on a vacation. Yeah. But things have never been my thing. Um, but yeah, you think like getting that money is just going to change your life and it's, you know, going to make everything better. And it's like, you start to live to your means and then you're around everybody, you know, like all your coworkers and your coworkers become your friends Yeah. and then your friends, like you're hanging out with them outside of work and like they're accustomed to the same lifestyle and you start living that. And so you're right back in the start, you know, and it's like really try to use that and try to use it as a means to figure out what it is that you want to do because eventually you're going to be too old to keep doing it. Or too tired or too whatever. Well, well, a lot of times with day clubs and night clubs, like if you're not union, they get rid of you after like a year or two. Yeah. Like they'll figure it out. They'll find something like to get rid of you. And with day clubs, because you get let go and hired back, that's so hard because they don't have to fire you. Everybody gets laid off and then they do a whole new rehiring in the next year. So there's no like case for you to fight or anything. Like everyone got laid off. So um, like when I was cocktailing in the casino, they were union. And so you've got some like dinosaurs, some fossils. I'd be loving to see him. Like a little 70 year old Betty and a little Hugh. Yeah, yeah. Get that money. (laughs) Yeah. And she like brings your drink to you and she's like, can you grab it? My carpal tunnel's acting up right now. Let me get it for you, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Because like you you don't want to do it forever. I mean, maybe there's a few girls who like just what people do doesn't affect them. But for me, like just being treated like garbage a lot um, weighs on me a lot. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to do it forever. And so just take this time where you're like, you don't have a job that you take home. You know what I mean? You don't have to check any reports when you're at home. You don't have to like work past any hours. Once you clock out, you're done. You know what I mean? You don't have to think like, Oh, did I like send this email? Did I file this? Blah, blah, blah. The worst you got to remember is, did I clean out the coffee pot? Right. So, you know, save it and use it to like do what you truly want to do, you know, do yeah. it for like, a, you know, as long as you're comfortable with and um, while you're young and then, you know, save up that good money because there's not a lot that will give you that kind of money. Yeah. No, um, at that age with no education yeah, and no stuff experience. like that. Yeah. 
exactly. Yeah, and all my friends who have like done it, that's what they always say is like every year there's someone new turning twenty one. There so is, yeah. And you'll and you'll younger, yeah, hotter. Yeah, like, you'll start to feel some type of way. Like yeah. everyone coming in it's tighter. Yeah. Tone. Right. <laughs> and you're like, ooh. Go ahead and get this together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're like real cute. And like, you don't have to hate on them. But at the same time, you're like, it's just a reminder. Like, yeah. this isn't forever. Well, and that's like an industry. Um, just like if you're working at a strip club or like, you know, I have friends who do OnlyFans. Like, your job is literally to look good. Mm-hmm. So that weighs on your self-esteem. It does. When you get hired, you get hired. Like I got hired and contracted out as like a model. Yeah. So how you get hired is how they want you to look. Mm-hmm. So like if I showed up and like I didn't have my makeup on, they could be like, no, girl, yeah. get back in there at lounge and fix up. Can't even if you like gain weight mm-hmm. or like anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. <sighs> Yeah. The Lord to be with y'all. <laughs> but if you decide to do it, it is very lucrative. Just be smart with your money. Yeah, it is. It is lucrative. And it's fun. It's like, especially with the day clubs, because you're at a pool. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody, for the most part, like, yeah, I keep saying, like, you get treated like shit. And that that's just, I mean, that's part of, like, any customer service or yeah. guest service job. Um, well, but, girl, you go to the club and get treated like shit. So yeah. imagine if you're around that 24-7. Yeah. But the thing is, like, on the strip, when you're working at, like, you know, high-end places, like... Slin and Wancor is like the only five star resort. Yeah. So when you're getting people who have that kind of money, they expect yeah. to be treated a certain way. There's so many times like I've been treated like a butler. There's one family, I won't name their names, but they're very, very important. Mm-hmm. I'm like, one of my jobs was to stand, like for two of us to stand in their conversation in case anybody wants anything so that the other person can run and go get it. And the other person stays just in case somebody else wants something while that other person is getting it for me to go get it. Cause they can't like, they should not wait at all. I mean, I guess. And it's very, yeah, but it's very strange. Like you're standing right in the middle of these people's conversations and you're not a part of it. You're like a yeah. fly on the wall and I'm just, Oh, you get any tea? No, they're, they're, they're Asian. Oh yeah. So I don't even know what they're saying. Yeah. Could be talking, yeah, talking hell shit about me. Right. I know I got a smile on my face. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's funny yeah all right so that's gonna be it for today's episode um if you guys want to connect with us follow us at the angels podcast i am at kiana denae um you can follow me at caterman or at glow ahead sis or at glow ahead sis that's true both Um, of them are mine (laughs) i do own both um but yeah that's it for today also if you guys want to write into the confessional you can go ahead and email us it is the angels in sin city at gmail.com XOXO.